0: Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, The only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> Bulbous. Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Animals. Only from Progressive. The owl a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty <laughs> Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free breakfast Baconator with Purchase in the Window. So get to Wendy's and always be baconating. We got you. offer
1: available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required. This is not your token black girl—a space for Black women and their allies to rest their crowns, laugh uncontrollably, feel supported, and more. It's like Sunday brunch convo with the girls in a quick twenty-ish minutes. Now, let's get started with your hosts, Ally J and Crystal O. On today's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, Mo Green is back, and we're diving into intersectionality and being a multi-hyphenate.
2: I'm actually worse. <laughs> we had, There's this one guy I dated um, for a couple of weeks, um, a, a white guy. Uh, his name is Sam, and he fashions himself a singer. Uh, every time There is opens, so much
1: night. shade in that opening statement. A he white was. guy named Sam, stadium. who I dated for three weeks, who fashions himself as a singer. I mean, damn.
3: <laughs> every it's time very he opened eloquent, his mouth. Though.
2: Every time he opened his mouth to sing along to tune, he was below the appropriate note. So and he's like there is one day.
1: He's like a baritone.
2: He is something else entirely because he can't sing on key. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and every time he we will be like watching videos with the group. And he would always want to sing off key, and that was uh, it was a Jasmine Sullivan song, and I was just like, I needed oh. to hear it. And I went, I had a couple of tequilas, all right. I was feeling real. I was a real uninhibited. Okay, he started singing. I grabbed that remote. I paused. I said, "Sam, thank you for your participation today. Here is a seat, and here's <laughs> some food. <laughs> I need these. I need these three minutes and thirty four seconds of silence." <laughs>
1: Because Jasmine is on key, okay? <laughs> yeah. Every day
2: of the week. What, what
3: happened hell? to her?
2: What happened to her?
3: She just came out so with She just a came out
2: with two singles, yeah. Oh, did she? So yeah. You yeah. Listen to them. Uh, Lost Ones and Lost Pick up Your Feelings. Lost Ones my favorite. What was the, the other one, your, mom? Pick Up Your Feelings is my pick favorite. Up your, oh, <inaudible> I was
3: singing that this morning. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Turn on the radio. I love that.
2: So Jasmine is one of my favorite singers of all times. Yeah. I loved Jasmine, Bust Your Widow. Like
1: that. Ooh, <laughs> i have played that many a times when i was heading out to <laughs> bust a window put a twist in the gas tank any of those things I that i may or may you. not have
2: done
3: <laughs> no J- jasmine it. is my go-to for my shower singing so
2: see exactly
3: mariah is mine i think i can hit the note like the steamier
1: <laughs> it is the higher i like to go
2: i can't well she can't hit it either
3: she, she ain't can't no hit it
1: anymore. Did, did you see a, see a little her? Christmas special? I did.
2: Where she was lip syncing? The
1: entire time. But give that diva her due. She was, I'm, just not,
3: I'm not going to... So, she was really
2: moving
1: her, hands was and her, moving devil devil her finger
3: like it's happening. And it's like, girl, we know that ain't it.
1: <laughs> and we know that you pulled that note from, 97 and from 97 and meshed it over for 2020. The devil I think she really should preserve her in legacy
3: by shutting up you know she's what I'm not saying? going
1: to she's not Thank going you. to she's no, not i That's don't even part.
3: entertain it anymore because i, I like mariah so much that i'm like i'm a i'm not going to entertain her saying that she's singing on these christmas specials like i'm gonna just listen to her old stuff and be real happy about it
1: now like- well, i i love vision of love but i also love older mariah of today who is just doing the most. Really believes in her heart's of hearts that her fan, her real fans, think she still got it, and she is waving that finger, and she got the tiniest dresses, and she is out here shaking it like she's as tiny as Ariana. I'm here. Why does she
2: name her kids Monroe, Moroccan?
1: Let's talk. Why about was about I watching babies. a show?
2: Somebody called them um, Moses and Methuselah.
1: Look, <laughs> I don't think those are Nick's kids. Hear me out, Aria. Y'all know my little black baby that I'm always posting. Has Love the same her. mixture of black and white. Three quarters black, one quarter white. So does Mariah's kids, supposedly. You tell me what doesn't add up. Them not, them not Nick's kids.
2: But I mean, sometimes, you know, melanin can come out in all sorts of colors. It and really not can. Sense.
1: Or the lack thereof. Would you three quarters African? Mm. That hair don't even look a little bit kinky.
3: I'm trying to th- actually. I, I mean, they, they don't. Nick um, is a
2: little caramel too, though.
3: Nick is a little. Mariah light got fans. a Jamaican
2: daddy. Mariah is real light bright, though.
3: She's pale.
2: She is real 65 watts. They got
3: their mama's color. They do. Her
1: mama's color.
3: <laughs> I think those are her backup Mariah.
1: dancer lover's kids. No gotcha. No gotcha that's uh, my trump card because he's what very light hispanic you. almost like are you a white guy who has a latin name or like <laughs> those are his kids
3: i mean my mariah facts are real ancient because like i said i have not entertained her since she stopped being able to sing so and <laughs> she, early had 2000s. A, she was uh working with jay-z like i ain't got nothing for it anymore but that was
1: heartbreaker i think that was what 05? yeah
3: I, that's I've been that far gone, far removed. Okay. Um, actually no, I was into it when she did obsessed with me. Cause that was that was a banger. I didn't think um, it was. It was more like a it was, whisper. It was a cute
2: moment. I, I just
3: really liked it. I just at the time in my life I felt like I had a you. lot of, of the same kind of stuff going on. So it was a vibe. But I'm far removed from <laughs> that was from, a from Mariah. <laughs> I'm real far removed from her. So I don't know about her backup dancer, but I mean, them kids you do that I mean they don't and look like
2: that. To Ariana.
3: Who is exactly cute as a button,
2: but she's no on, ninety one second, Mariah. Hi, this, right, this is Mo. Uh,
3: I love how he just took Oh, can call.
2: you please take me off of your phone list?
3: Oh Lord. I thought
2: do it was not, a work call.
1: Do not edit that out of the pod. Please, <laughs> Brianna,
3: keep that in there. <laughs> because this band has literally decided. Let me take this call a, real quick. my
2: work phone. I thought it was, but it was uh, one of those um, telecompanies. Oh, I'm getting so many of those.
1: We have so much to talk about that don't yes. include telemarketers, Mariah Carey, <laughs> or whether really her kids do. belong Chris to Nick or keep not. keep us
3: on track, because you know we'll get into a whole We situation. are here to
1: talk about being a multi-hyphenate again we chatted with amanda about it now we're bringing in our not your token black boy mo to talk about what up what up, what up to talk about <laughs> being a multi-hyphenate on all levels like personally professionally all of the lees yeah
2: would you <laughs> consider
1: yourself a multi-hyphenate mo that's the easiest way to start um, the combo
2: before i answer that question Mm -hmm. Let's define our terms. How are we defining multi-hyphenate?
1: You have multi-identities, many facets of your career. You are interested in more than the typical or stereotypical thing a Black man should be interested in. You are dynamic.
3: Yeah. I mean, the technical is what i mean and like the way that amanda described it and way they hollywood has like coined that term is of course like celebrities they do multiple things right so like gotcha you have multiple you got multiple gifts if you will and multiple Mm. jobs plural Um, okay so that's the that's the t but i think the way me and crystal have been defined is exactly what crystal is saying which is like yeah, like we have multiple avenues of like interests. We have multiple jobs. We have multiple almost like intersectionality, and in, it's yeah. also a part of that multi hyphenate uh, definition for us. So, so yeah. So,
2: r- 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 repeat the question for me.
3: <laughs> Do you consider Sorry.
2: yourself
1: a multi hyphenate?
2: I would say so. I am a politico. Government worker, black man, gay man. Um, I fancy myself a uh, a little bartender, a mixologist, if you will. Yes. <laughs> I love
3: that. I love a mixture. I am. I um, um,
2: I'm. I'm a. I'm a son. I am an uncle. Um,
1: the cutest uncle. little. Boy. I'm a
2: dog dad. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, I would say yeah. I would consider myself a. Uh, Ew, what? What? Ew, you don't like she dogs? hates dogs. I
1: hate dogs. I hope we don't lose followers over that. That's my dirty little secret. You will. And the only I, thing I like my-
2: crawling is a baby. <laughs> dogs are easier,
3: they really are. So she be heard. hating on my dog all the time. I'm like, kind of be. I have a labradoodle, but he's huge, he's 85 pounds. That's why I was a oh, wee-, wee bit late because. I had to drop him at the alley. alley.
2: Is eighty five pounds. So can you imagine? I have like, my dog is one hundred and five. I have a great Pyrenees mountain dog. His name is Koda. Oh, he sheesh. looks like a big polar bear. <gasps> um, and he spends. Uh, he takes a lot of my time, and I definitely dog dad is very much a part of my identity. Yeah. And Part of my multi hyphenate. Um,
3: <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm a mom. Um,
2: but yes, I would. I would. I would consider myself. Um, a multi-hyphen. I also think that sometimes, (laughs) I'm sure there, you know, we grow up in, I think especially for black people, we grow up watching our mothers for those of us who had the opportunity at least to watch our mothers. Um, And at least for me, I watched my mom, she did everything. She was a a principal, an administrator, a pastor's wife, a preacher, a missionary, (laughs) um, the cooker, the cleaner, She was the person that kept everyone together and she sort of juggled all these different hats. Um, And that was just like the norm. Um, And it's not until you like get older and you really start to like really analyze uh, all that you do that you realize, oh, like sometimes like maybe I am sort of selling myself selling myself uh, short sometimes because like this was just like the norm being a multi-hyphenate juggling all these different responsibilities and all these different hats. Um, So I'm sure there are other things that I'm forgetting. Um, but I think that's definitely something a lot of, I think most Black people are, are, are multi Um There's so much that we have to navigate, so much that we have to deal with, so much goddamn code switching, um, oh, so many God. hats that we have to wear. Um, yes.
3: Let's I- get into that. <laughs>
1: I'm specifically interested in code switching for you as a Black gay man in the world of politics. Do you yeah. feel like you, based on the... The side of politics you support, do you
2: have to code switch to be so. successful in that world? I would say so. I mean, I'm not, I'm only working for progressive, you know, candidates and um, policies, but I'm still working predominantly in a predominantly white space. Um, uh, and as much as you know, white progressives will act like they're real down. There's still there's a lot to like really navigate, sort of being a black queer person. I think um, sometimes if I'm navigating more conservative spaces. Um, and this is all sort of on a spectrum, still progressive, but like more progressive, less progressive than some of the some of the far sort of left folks. I think that I'll play up, um, you know, I'll, I'll dress differently. And there's a, a different way that I'll speak and I'll sort of drop different things. Like if I say you Chicago, oh, the sort of like credential myself, if you will, in sort of the, some spaces, whereas um, if I'm meeting with like some, you know, really progressive organizers, I can sort of really show up as my most authentic self. Uh, maybe say a couple cuss words. What's up? Hey, girl. Hi, girl. What's up, sis? Uh, and still sort of dive into like a really deep and an impactful dialogue about you know uh, policy issues that are affecting people of our sort of various communities. Um, um, and sometimes you know in very very um, white progressive, I call them North Lake Shore folks in Chicago. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it helps to sort of play up, you know, uh, this is a very gay neighborhood that I live in right now. This is, I live in the north side of Chicago, North Lake Shore. Um, It's a very gay area. Uh, And sometimes I lead with, lead with the gay. Um, So I would say at any given point, I will either be leading with gay, leading with black, um, or sort of like for areas that are a bit more problematic that I won't necessarily like, but there's something that I need for the work that I'm doing to get there. I will sort of lead with things about me that will sort of, that I guess will showcase my credentials so we can cut through sort of the, cut through the nonsense, cut through you um, um, thinking less of me, let's cut through all that. I'm gonna show you where I am, girl, and let's use that as a point of departure so we can get something done here. Um, so yeah, there is, there's a lot of code switching that I have to do, uh, working in politics. Um, and I'll tell you, I, being a pastor's kid, Black churches are extremely political. Yeah, um, are. And there are a lot of lessons I learned, I would say, um, from being a pastor's kid and watching my parents sort of navigate the political landscape of Black churches, of Church of God Christ that I sort of use in the field now. Um, so even when I go back home to Texas or I'm in a Black church, there's sort of a, a navigating their um, sort of I bring out my Black church side, pastor's kid, bishop's kid, more. Uh, and unfortunately, sometimes I will downplay, um, depending on the space, downplay, um, you know, my, my gay side as well. And not to say that I am a chameleon by any means, right? Because um, I will always be my most authentic self and I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, but I think it's sort more of a matter of a um, specific that I'm looking for like sometimes I just don't want to deal with the bullshit. If I yeah. like, let's say if I go in a black church uh, and I'm very, very gay, there's a, I know what the response is gonna be. Um, and I just don't want to necessarily deal with that. at that given moment. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like being a chameleon, but it is, it's just, a, it's a strong code switch.
3: Now, um, I think we talked.
1: Sorry, go ahead, Ellie.
3: I was gonna say, I think we talked about that too with Amanda, how we do this thing as, you know, black people right? Where we care a lot about making people feel comfortable in certain spaces, right? Mm -hmm. And I have struggled with that this entire year, because I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I want to, I want to a lot of appeasing, you know, and it that's where that code switching comes from. And like I was telling, um, when we talked last time, I was like, me and my aunt had this conversation. And she was like, you know, when do we get to the point where we can just be like, we your comfort doesn't like your comfort doesn't surpass mine at this point right because in those situations where you're code switching that's what you're doing right you're trying to make sure you're trying to be
2: appeasing yeah you're
3: trying to appease and make sure everybody feels comfortable by presenting the self that you feel will make them feel most comfortable and we do Mm -hmm. that in all facets right so it's like it's a consistent struggle with the different perceptions that we're trying to to get.
1: Well, I guess my nice. follow up question to Mo is for, for, I'll just speak for myself. For me, when I code switch, I am, I I like to say code switching is a, also a form of self protection. I'm protecting my womanhood, I'm protecting my blackness. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't have to, based on the heterosexual society we live in, quote, unquote, that being the quote, unquote, norm, if that's what we want to call it, I don't have to protect my sexuality. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there is a level of guilt that I feel when I have to protect my blackness or protect my womanhood in all male spaces or predominantly white spaces. Is the guilt different when you are hiding a piece of your identity that is not obvious? Is it different Um... hiding your sexuality versus some it's clear that you are a black man? Yeah, It might not be clear that you're homosexual. uh, That's a good
2: question. No, I don't don't have any guilt, actually. Good (laughs) for you. I want
1: to get to that (laughs) point. Not guilt for being uh, a Black woman, but guilt like I'm letting myself down that I have to do this to survive in this type of society. So
2: I sacrifice my authenticity. It's not guilt because like, I think sacrificing that authenticity is also like, I'm thinking about my own peace of mind, my mental health, uh, my own physical safety, So I would say it's more of a, the reason that I, when I'm navigating these spaces and code switching and sort of being appeasing, um, yes, it's for other people. um, But a lot of times it's really for me because I don't want to have to deal with your bullshit. That's Mother Jones at at Kojic Church down the way that wants to pray over me if she sees me with my little skinny jeans and Chelsea boots. I don't want to have to deal with that. I want to go to church. I want to get my praise and worship. I want to cry, maybe shout play my tambourine, and guess what? In an hour, I don't care if the service is still going on, my black ass is gonna be in my car on the way to brunch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's a I word. I don't care, church, you still <laughs> going on. I'm gonna
1: put my finger up out. and I'm gonna politely exit out the back door.
2: <laughs> I'm not staying for three hours and I don't wanna have to deal with your reaction to who I am. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel guilt. And I would say even when I was a closeted gay man, um, I didn't feel guilt about that. Um, I would say there was like an air of confusion, but there was also a concern for my financial future, um, uh, my physical safety. Right. Um, and that was first and foremost, um, yeah. I don't feel guilty at all. And I won't,
1: I'm here for so it. Don't feel guilty. Let me shed my guilt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I've gotten to that point where I'm just like. I don't know that I got time anymore to do exactly. that. Like, I don't care enough to protect or like do this thing where I'm comforting you in, in any space, right? Like, exactly. I think in now my customer service work voice is definitely a little more refined. Your nine to five? My nine to five. It's a higher.
2: Lori screen
3: <laughs> Yes. And right. I have to smile with when you, when talk. Like, <laughs> you oh, go, like, boss. Bar- I- you <laughs> <laughs> like i think that that kind of thing like we do that too again it is to make people feel comfortable but at the same time i feel like that's one of those things kind of just necessary and everybody probably interacts that same way no, to exactly. take this I don't professional think you don't feel like i thought I feel like my white friends, their voices on the phone definitely change in their demeanor to, to exude a different type of professionalism than what we kiki in. You know, like, I think everybody has a different tone. Um, even if it's just a little, even though there's a standard of what professionalism sounds like, like it's different for, I think it's different for everybody. You know, I think everybody has a yeah. slightly different um, I would what say
2: I I would say for folks that are like part of a group that is not marginalized sort of the code switching is more optional that may be a strong statement yeah. it's like it's less it's less tied to their ability to survive in this world
3: oh um, yeah without, uh, and without, thrive without. in
2: this world right um so the like yes I I would definitely agree with that statement that um I would like white people or cisgender people or straight people don't necessarily have to code switch if we're sort of viewing their identity in i guess a non intersectional lens yeah. right um but I would say there's I, there's just a bit more option um there's a bit more um freedom there whereas like with black folks we don't like I don't have to code switch um but there are definite ramifications um for me if I don't right in these in these uh in these spaces that I'm navigating I will also say in in sort of my later years um there has been sort of a sincere effort um, to really like I really think inti- intensely about the spaces that I'm going in so I don't have to do all that so like yeah. working yes code switching is I will do a girl done it I have a PhD into that, in that and on that um, but outside of business hours I'm really not seeing a bunch of white people uh, I'm either hanging out with gay people or black people on friday saturday sunday um in places where i feel safe and where i have community where i can sort of like let take take off the suit take off the tie and just be mo green from houston texas
1: not maria
2: um <laughs> not marie Queen the forest that works for so-and-so elected official yeah. um so yeah. and i think that's also sort of a part of being a multi-hyphenate right you get so sick of everything that sort of comes along with all these different hats that you carry, you have to be very intense about finding, uh, and if you can't find them, developing your own safe spaces where you can be yourself. Whether it's my favorite, one of my favorite, um, there's this one bar that they have some problematic tendencies, but um, it's a place where all the black gay people go on the weekends when outside was open. Um, here in Chicago, at any given point, on a Friday or a Saturday or Sunday, you would see me there with my girlfriends, Kiki and drinking some champagne, throwing some light, uh, some light subtle shade here and there, uh, and living my best life before Monday where I have to put on my suit, uh, both physically <laughs> and sometimes spiritually, it seems, um, to act, really. <laughs>
1: That's interesting you call it acting because I think when, we, when it boils down to it, that's what it is. You have to play a role. Um, and play it's not just now, Black people, we deserve Oscars, Grammys, Tonys for the level of acting we have to do. <laughs> but I really think, unless you I feel like, are I'm not, not annoyed
2: by that dumbass email you sent me, coworker. Right. Per right. my last email,
1: which I love the hat i was wondering where you got that because i was like i need a per, per my last email do we
2: so for for people listening um nordstrom's has this hat a uh, black baseball cap and it says per my last email that i got right after uh maybe a couple months ago right after the campaign uh and it's my favorite thing and i actually wear it to a lot of my meetings now and it started some conversations uh conversation about
3: piece. <laughs> reading
2: reading emails um and comprehending, reading comprehension as well. Reading is fundamental, but so is reading comprehension. you not reading your email is your problem, boo-boo. You're not comprehending what <laughs> I put in my email is your problem. It's not my problem. So for my last email, <laughs> highlighted below. CC,
1: <laughs> you your boss, his boss, and hers.
2: Oh. <laughs> my real petty, they're subordinate too, so you can see that drag. <laughs>
1: yikes i don't think i've ever cc'd a subordinate damn mo that's clever uh, i'm gonna have to start doing that's that real shady you see what your mediocre leader is doing It'd be better
2: no <laughs> totally i just want to make better. sure that everyone is included this information could be relevant to a lot of different parties code switch
1: <laughs> aka meet me outside
2: after 5 p.m uh, <laughs> I won't fight you, but I may, I'll, I'll have a good fortified read for you.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. Or you always need that one friend that's willing to throw away their life. So, you <laughs> know. <laughs> you do it, not me. I got to get Right. This I had honey. nothing to do with it, but I'm going to sit right here and watch. That's for sure.
3: Oh, y'all wrong. <laughs> y'all you know, so
1: you wrong. got a cousin. Every black person has that
0: one. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got
1: Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed. Via the app. Account registration required.
0: Cousin. We got a
3: cousin that is down <laughs> for the call. At any given moment. But I like to think I'd be that friend too some days and they'd be like, calm down. You got things going on. So right.
2: That's true. That is but me. I my poor, one of my co-workers, uh, I call him about every day ready to pop off. <laughs> and I, he, he talks me down and off a cliff. And I just, I have so I have such an appreciation for him. Carter, harms if you're listening to this thank you because <laughs> you have really saved me
0: <laughs> from myself. Save me and my
1: check for myself <laughs>
3: save me and my check
1: because there are times when you're like you know what I'm gonna just turn this code switch off I don't know if you guys watch big mouth do you guys watch big mouth
3: I just started watching okay hilarious but, um this one girl that I follow on Instagram That's is funny.
2: it is it Kinta Kinta she's a, 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 a black girl Kenta I don't know who that Big Mouth. Is. I think she um how do you say it? it's I think it's Kenta.
3: Oh, um, Bronson. Is she did a voice or something.
2: Yeah, I'm she the... did a voice of uh, uh, Bronson. She's really funny.
1: I don't know who that is. I don't
3: know her.
2: Well, y'all have some research to do after this. Anyway,
1: sorry. Oh, I'm interest. mad I don't know her though. I know, I'm going to look her up. But on one of the latest episode like in the latest season of Big Mouth there is a character, I think his name is like Devon or Donovan, and he talks about to give a
3: full spoiler, but go. No, no no no, no, I'm not gonna
1: spoil it. but he raises his shirt sleeve and it's a code switching um, <laughs> little dial. And so it's like conservative black to ultra black. And it goes through different scenes where he flips his switch and he's basically teaching uh, another character on the show who's biracial that she too probably has this switch. She just hasn't activated it yet. And so she is is in touch with her super black side. But it's just super funny how like throughout the conversations we have talked about levels of code switching based on the intersectionality, where we are with our intersectionality physically along the journey, like what part of the multi-hyphenate you know, That's identity real. we're talking about, You've, we've all kind of got these switches. And yeah. I feel like pretty much everyone in the world except heterosexual Christian white men have some form of this switch that they have That's to. Um, That's not even, it and it up. goes
2: beyond just like the way that you talk. Uh, it goes to, to body languages, yeah. to facial expressions, to um, like, even like I, i'll roll down my sleeve and i won't show my my beautiful tattoo uh, like there, there's just like <laughs> there's just it, it just there's so many different levels to it yeah to, to code switching
1: and just being a multi-hyphenate For how real. basic are you if you're not some type of multi-hyphenate in the world we live in today are you basic
3: i think you know what and i that's another con i know that's probably another tangent another conversation but I think in this new world where everybody feels the pressure to be doing everything like that language is kind of like troubling a little bit, like, or or problematic. I hate the word problematic, actually, but I'm going to use it because it makes sense in this situation. (laughs) But I think that like, yeah, multi-hyphenate, like it's great if you can do it, like you have all these different jobs and these ventures and like you're, you're killing it. Right. But there's some people that that's not their thing. You know, and I think it's become a the the environment, the landscape on social. It's like this push that everybody should be always on. You sh- you have you should be doing a billion things an hour. You should have multiple jobs, multiple streams of avenue. And there's people that are like, dog, fuck that!" Like I really just want to do my little job chill. and chill. Like yeah, you know. And so it's it's almost like this pressure that I think that if you are a multi hyphenate and you do you thrive in that. And you're the best at all those different ventures like like let's get it but if you're not i don't think it's lame i think it's like you know everybody's. so i have a
2: question like is that is that complicated based on your identity right because i think sometimes i when as i'm hearing you talking about this i think sometimes Mm -hmm. there is a um a tendency to celebrate really basic white girls that yeah. are the antithesis of a multi-hyphenate mm-hmm. and are really not doing that much, but we're, we're praising them. Taylor Swift of Jet, comes to mind.
1: <sighs> uh, what's
2: her name? Taylor Swift? Yes. that She is someone that sort of comes to mind where yeah. you have Black people that have been doing the same thing and more that are sort of like being ignored um, uh, and sort of rendered unimportant. So I, I guess, I think I think it can be complicated. I think that, you know, if you're, a black person that has sort of grown up with this traditional pressure of having to like navigate um and walk in sort of like a number of different worlds and be a multi I think it's a revolutionary act to say no I want to do this one thing and I just I just want to be yeah. I think that's revolutionary um but I do think that especially if we're talking about like really basic white girls, really basic white people, really basic people in positions with identities that are sort of rooted and grounded in power. And also sort of on the other side, someone else's oppression. Yeah. Um, and also being celebrated um, for that. I think it does, It is, it is problematic, I would say, even though, you hate the
3: word. <laughs> I Hate that
1: word. That's Am Sarah. I making
2: sense? I hope I'm you not are. like stalking in circles.
3: Yeah, no, 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 no you
1: are. I think I being a multi hyphenate. Don't worry. No, I think being a multi hyphenate is a currency, if you will. Depending on your level of melanin, you you don't have to necessarily be a multi hyphenate. You can just be vanilla like Taylor mm-hmm. and have all of this currency because you're a blue eyed blonde. But if I were to just go to work and come home, they'd be like, she's not hustling. She's not trying to improve her life. She's not trying to be better. And it's because I'm a black woman. So because of that, I might be stereotyped as lazy, um, not a go-getter, even though Taylor and I are essentially, now granted, she's bringing home a lot more money being vanilla mm-hmm. than I probably am. But at the same day, when it boils down to it, we're both two women about the same age going to do our jobs and coming home, she gets celebrated, I get deemed lazy. I think it's interesting as as I look on social media and try to navigate that world and become more visible in it, is mostly Black women and Latinx women who sell in these flat tummy tees, the next travel scheme. (laughs) Like
2: we're all, we always have a side hustle. Bundles galore. Bundles galore. I always bought me some bundles.
1: I actually want some
3: good bundles because I keep ordering (laughs) these little uh, Amazon things and that ain't it.
1: No, but if you look at like the white mom influencers, they are going to work, coming home and occasionally baking a cookie with their kids and they are celebrated for taking care of themselves, for knowing how to say no, like it is literally the exact opposite of my profile. I'm like, you can't have a career and be a mom and a present wife and be a badass co-host on a podcast and do a blog, that is celebrated. But if I were just to be like, I'm gonna sit here and bake a cookie with Aria, they'd be like, here's another lazy black woman. So I do think being a multi-hyphenate is a level of currency, especially in American society. I think yeah, are,
3: I think no, that is definitely a good point. I think it's, it's a
2: very good
1: point. That's
3: a good way to look at it as it being a currency. I just think like you know we also have to still celebrate the people that are existing and doing you know doing things like going to work, being still being a good parent, maintaining a marriage, and don't have several other side hustles. And like, I mean, I'm just like on entrepreneur. Twitter at all moments, and I see that like it. I sometimes feel like, do I get a break? Like I feel, I feel like I need to be doing above and beyond at all moments. And so I'm like, if I feel like that as someone that feel, I, I honestly think I control my my ment- my mental state so well. Like I can imagine everybody else. Also, I have severe ADHD, so like that's why I have a billion things and why I'm a multi hyphenate. I think I wouldn't be. If I didn't mm-hmm. um, but because my brain wants to do everything at all moments it's just like I got a lot of lot of things going that's
2: real um I do think we should give a special shout out I think to our um to folks here who are sort of multi-hyphenates um or sort of have you know are members of marginalized communities that are saying you know what I don't want to do I'm not going to respond to society's pressure on me to sort of do all these things. I just want to. I'm going to do these two things. I'm going to do it well, and I'm going to chill. Yeah, Shout out to you. Yeah. Well. Um, I think that that is that's revolutionary, um, especially given the pressures that all of us are under every single day. Um, to actively choose not to succumb to that pressure and to put your happiness and your well-being above societal pressure, yeah. which is can be very very heavy at times, is is deep. It, um, it is, and that. Deserves praise.
3: But Mo, you got a key word. <laughs> <laughs> she, does what? <laughs> no, she
2: does not. She does not.
3: No, she doesn't. Because really, she didn't have. She's not good at acting. She's really just has the one lane. The dancing ain't it. The singing is is decent, but the acting. I think it's ain't the lyrics. There. I think it's the lyrics. The, the lyrics.
2: Are when passionate. she came out, when she came out with the um um, was the she band. sort of like the band and. In- like not saying that Beyonce like created, created like a black band sort of thing, aesthetic, right? She was pulling from black culture, but like li- Swiffer, man, man, Gow- you remember Aretha? Okay, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Did you remember what you yes, said? Say, yes, yes,
1: like, I remember gowns. that.
2: I will call her gowns moving forward. Oh she came God. out with that. I was like, and then to be on Twitter and watch these white gay men who also I know love Beyonce, Screaming about how Taylor Swift is just so revolutionary, even though this is a carbon copy of what the Queen Bee did just weeks prior, I was enraged.
3: <laughs> enraged. I mean, that was really shameless
1: on on her. And she had time part. to change that whole set. She had the time, the money, and the creativity to change that whole set, and she should have. Enraged. But the Caucasity and I'll the privilege said you know what I can do this and come out unscathed
3: and she did she did I mean I listened to a Taylor Swift since so I've never purchased her
1: music but I will listen sometimes it is
2: catchy she has she has some key moments and not to sort of make this uh, about Taylor but she's just the most like I think the, the the obvious the most obvious example that sort of pops in my head um sort of that, rooted in this conversation that we're having. Um, but I was watching um, all the stories because you know, everyone got their Spotify replay and the girls, the girls was, it was Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. And I was like, y'all are really, and people were posting about this. I was like, y'all are really proud about how much you listen to this to this young lady, to, to beautiful gowns.
1: <laughs> beautiful
2: gown, And I said, <laughs> there is definitely more power, and power in saw than that voice. And i stand by oh that. Well, <laughs> <it> damn. <laughs> and you but can go,
1: I want to get back to giving people their props for choosing not to be a multi-hyphenate because I don't think I've made it any secret that I struggle with mental health. Mm-hmm. And I do think part of my journey with being a multi-hyphenate is due to the pressures that come from being a high-functioning person that deals with anxiety um mm-hmm. so I do think there is an element of mental health that kind of coats being a multi-hyphenate obviously Alex is very strong and fit mentally and she's able to intentionally choose to be a multi-hyphenate but sometimes mm-hmm. a person can be uh, fall victim I would say of being a multihyphenate, whether it being mental issues or just not necessarily mental issues, but the, the inability to say enough is enough. I can't take this on. I'm a people pleaser. So I just keep taking on more and more and more. Um, so I do think those people truly are that when you said that, that really stuck with me because I would say I'm a, I'm a semi multi-hyphenate by choice, but most of my multi-hyphenate journey is because I just can't stop. Like, I'm like, yeah. if I've got one business, I should have 10. If I'm doing a podcast, I should do a blog and and an Instagram and this and that. Like, it's mm-hmm. this never ending cycle. of I Am I measuring Mo- up? Am I doing the best I can actually do? Instead of saying, you've got enough on your plate. Like,
3: stop. Yeah. And I think, Mo, you, you hit it on the head um, when you were saying, basically, like, giving people... Um, you know not only giving people their props but giving people the space to say like okay I'm not I, I'm gonna I'm choosing not to do this right yeah. and and then when I say you hit it on the head I meant when you were saying perfecting it right like yeah. finding what you want to do and I'm just gonna choose this finding your own space. and I'm gonna yeah. perfect it And I think that's another, yeah, I think that's another issue we, we run into with this ideal of like, I need to do multiple Mm -hmm. things and I need to be a multi-hype and I need to have, is that we're not perfecting the one craft or the one avenue that we start. So then we have all these different things going that aren't like solid. And I can yeah. honestly say that's something that I, I've been learning a lot about is like, and I think Lovey said it one day on Twitter and I was like, sis just dropped a gym. Like mm-hmm. she was like, perfect the one thing that you like right now. <laughs> like stop, yeah. stop starting You know what's shit.
2: crazy though? Cause we put this pressure, we put this pressure on ourselves. And yeah. I've noticed like, especially in um, in professional spaces, um, some white people will see us doing that, and they'll sort of expect that from us.
3: Yeah, so, exactly.
2: Like employers expecting you to sort of be some magical Negro, like yeah. that is a real thing. Even like expecting, I like do this, do that, do that, be. do that, and also deal with all the bullshit that comes along with being one of the few mm-hmm. sort of people of color or queer people in this space, right? Yeah. Um, we are not meant to deal with everything that we, that we have to handle on a daily basis. And um, I, I really enjoyed your, your comment, uh, especially talking about mental health. Because um, I think that there are some like a, a lot more conversations now, um, especially in Black communities, um, just about the importance of mental health and acknowledging that we don't have to do so much. We can really sit down. Um, yeah. I haven't watched, I know like Taraji's doing something on Facebook Watch. I haven't watched it but i think that is sort of like centered around uh, mental health um but sort of getting um at least for me um like i have my own anxiety uh um i i see a therapist i i have to like really put in the work and it, it took a while for me to even get to a place where i can sort of say no this yeah. is what i need this is a space that i need uh for my own sort of mental health um and you know, we have to sort of put in the work and unfortunately, especially like when I have these, my mom is pretty good about this, but when I've had conversations with extended family um, about um, maybe doing too much, um, talking with a therapist, maybe at some point it's going on, you know, maybe you need meds or something like that. It's, uh-uh, I bind the enemy that comes in and we got to pray over you.
0: Uh- <laughs> yes.
2: It's a mess. Um, and you do that a lot of my communities, but I think we're starting to like really see uh, a lot of folks in our communities like really put a higher premium on mental health, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's good. Uh, and I think it's definitely something that cannot be t- be decoupled from this conversation yeah. uh, on being a multi hyphenate.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, that it's transparency taxing. is like is really clutch right now. Like I see a lot of celebrities a lot of different like you know influencers in the space discussing mental health now doctors are kind of jumping on board and mm-hmm. trying to help with that like there's a, like I mean it's, the transparency is super helpful yeah Um. even in understanding like what are these emotions that I'm feeling like what why am I why do I feel the need to be a multi-hyphen I think that's something that the listeners like that have been on this journey with us like we continue that conversation with them, like, do they feel that way? And you know, I like am open yeah. that, that dialogue for sure.
2: I think you. I think you. I'm so. I think I just think it's so beautiful that you know, me, talking about mental um, mental health and putting a premium on your mental health is becoming less taboo. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. And I sort of got to a good place where I was talking about it from actually navigating in predominantly white spaces, um, like some of my white girlfriends from college oh, yeah, girl, I'm going to see my therapist, or ooh, I need my Lexapro, I need my happy pills, or, or, or something, oh, and it was no, sort of I'm like, just a, like a normal thing.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> I'm was here just for like, it.
2: I'm here for it. I was here for it. I, I, I got to take my happy pills sometimes, too, child, because, listen, my anxiety gets real out of whack. Um, have
3: y'all done acupuncture?
2: I have. Mm. How do you
3: feel about that for, like,
2: Really stuck a needle in you?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
2: I'm going to have to see where the Lord leads me on that. You see where he
1: leads it. you. I have not tried it for anxiety. So I danced forever. And so I have the body of like an 80 year old. So I've tried it for my, to relieve pressure in my hips, in my ankles, like my knees. I have not tried it for mental health. However, sometimes you just need a good pill and a good drink. Like, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I firmly believe blood. that. And a solid therapist. Get a massage. And a massage.
3: Oh, I love a good massage. They Ooh. have these like things now, those weighted massage neck things mm-hmm. that help with the... T- oh my gosh, those are it. I like can't... I, I have not done... Like I can't... Um, I already have, you know, I have my little ADHD. So I have, I'm supposed to be taking my medicine for that. But as you can see by these circular conversations, I clearly... I'm not. <laughs> so the, I'm not following the rules, okay? Um, but it's the same way with like anxiety and stuff. So, but you know, like people don't want to have to take the medicine. So the holistic strategies that people are using are like acupuncture and these different vitamins and like teas. And I'm like super into that stuff. And I'm always researching and figuring out ways. So I encourage everybody to do that, to try um, the different like. Holistic- I,
2: I definitely. I'm a fan of happy pills. Um- <laughs> And tequila, not necessarily together. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm i certainly open. Uh, what about I'm cannabis, I have to... if you will?
3: Yeah. I, I think, think that if you get the right strain, it will help with your anxiety. I'm just a real big fan of like earth stuff that we can grow.
1: I think if it is legal in your state or country and oh, that... Sorry helps CBD. you
3: sorry okay see what I meant
1: yes I huge fan but to like close the loop on the cannabis if that's your jam and if it is legal in your state yeah in for your sure. state and it is medicinal you should explore those with your health care provider
3: I just bought my grandma some explore with
2: your health care provider
3: Oh, that's Amen. very good, <laughs> and that's very PC of you. But yeah, I buy my grandma CBD for specifically for, and I, I know we didn't need to go off into the cannabis rant. Yes, be safe with cannabis, but CBD for sure for anxiety, and my grandma for her bone spurs in her mouth. Mm-hmm. I buy it for her, and it's really helped her. yeah uh-huh. actually, Crystal, I have the balls. Thrive, um, Thrive. Their, yeah, they're gummies have helped my grandma with her bone spurs. Yeah. So I'm giving it to my, oh my grandmother
1: gosh. for her Alzheimer's. My grandmother has Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she has been notoriously independent. Like this is a woman with two daughters, she's never been married. Like for a woman of her age and her time, it's just like, taboo and not the norm yeah so now that she's starting to lose some of her independence um thrive is an amazing company they're a cbd company here in dallas woman owned that i was partnering with yep and they were so gracious they sent me like a package but they sent my grandmother some thrive um gels yeah uh, not the gummies but like the the gel pills yeah that's what they are they're like little yeah because she's getting anxious like I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. completely 100% in charge of myself. Um, so CBD is, in my and opinion, a great you, still alternative. Still with
3: CBD, you need the right strain, but yes.
2: Um, I have to try CBD. I actually haven't tried it yet.
3: Yeah, um, I think it would. Ha- it's like a I'll better way.
2: i have heard they have some like good creams. I have like a, um some neck problems. They actually. do. I'm gonna it's send helpful. you
1: um the balm that I use. So I get migraines and I have TMJ. A balm and Gilead?
2: Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> not
3: as strong. <laughs> not as strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as strong as the balm.
1: <laughs> no, three church kids talking about CBD. <laughs>
3: Talking about cannabis first, right? Oh, and you see, like, quickly I said, wait,
1: no. Alex and her cannabis. If you got questions, we had a whole conversation. I think it's season one where Alex clearly led that. Because I was like, "Wait, huh? <laughs> what? What part like, of the earth? I'm like, going to go to
3: Amsterdam <laughs> every moment I have a chance." <laughs> but no, I have a CBD.
1: I have a CBD bomb. I've got the gummies and the gels, but the bomb really does help. Like if I don't want to pop an Advil or Tylenol for aches and pains. I'll send you a picture. Because
3: of it. guys, too yeah, many Advils or Tylenols actually are very detrimental for your liver. So you really have to be careful with it. So finding other strategies like CBD or something like it's good or lavender is good. We just, just fall really, off topic. Sorry, I just. <laughs> no, re- but not necessarily though. For the people that are
2: listening, I think what we're sort of getting at is do what you need to do to like take care of yourself. at the end of the day. Self-care is wealth. Um, Whether it be um, talking to therapists, whether it be going to massage, whether it be CBD oil, cannabis, um, if it's legal uh, and available in your state and okay with your doctor. Um, I'm a fan of doing a good mud mask uh, and a bubble bath. I have a little bath tray. I'll put together a little cute um, uh, charcuterie platter. I'm mad
1: about it. Um,
2: and I will collect my entire black ass life. Um, but <laughs> I think you know, for 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 all of us who sort of have multiple intersecting identities, all hats that we're carrying, um, we're carrying loads that we really aren't supposed to be, yeah. uh, and it is taxing on our bodies. And we have to take care of ourselves both physically and mentally, which is what we're talking about. And there are a number of ways, a number of ways to do that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Way to end an episode. Mo Green, ladies and gentlemen. Mo yes, Green. Go,
3: Mo. <laughs> Thank you for having me on again. <laughs> Thanks for closing us out. So
1: beautifully.
3: That's it for this week. Catch a new episode each Sunday at 12 p.m.
1: Central, anywhere you can download pods or from our website, not your token Follow the pod on IG and Not Your token Black Girl. Follow Allie on Twitter at Allie underscore J and on Instagram at Basic Allie. And be sure to follow Crystal on IG at TheCrystalO.
0: Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free Breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got
1: Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required we